Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss, brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Riley drops back, looks, is in some trouble, and down he goes. First play back in Edmonton, and Mike Riley gets sacked. Harris dances in the pocket, throws, touchdown Eskimos. Devon Smith has his first CFL touchdown. The Eskimos narrow the gap to five points. And the pressure's been coming from every direction. All night long. Motion starts for Riley. He'll turn and look to the left side. Knocked down. Knocked down again. What a game Nick Usher's having. Up there's the snap to Harris. He sits in the pocket going deep. He's got Ellingson. There it is at the 10. Touchdown, Eskimos. Greg Ellingson has a pair. And the Eskimos increase their lead. Riley takes the snap. He's in trouble. Flags fly and whistles blow. Down he goes again. Seven sacks in the football game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Every time Mike Riley goes back to pass, he's under pressure. What an incredible night for this defense. An incredible night indeed. A lot of fun on Friday night as the Eskimos and their fans enjoyed themselves on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. 39-23, the final score. A win over the BC Lions to go to 2-0 and on the season. To talk about that and more, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss joining us in studio. How are you, coach? Doing great, thanks. 2-0, uh, and obviously things are uh, things are well. Let's uh, We've got to start talking about the defense because that was a, a performance that I think people will remember for a long time. It was it was fun to watch. I imagine it was fun to play in, fun to coach in. They came to play on Friday. Yeah, night. it was fun to watch. There's no question. Um, fun to coach. I'm sure Lolly was having a great time, and the and D-Max and Barron and Trav and Derek, they were enjoying that. I'm sure they put a lot of hard work into game planning that game, and the players went out and executed it to perfection. Um, you know, the best part is, you know, they had, they made some plays early, and some of them were due to our lack of discipline penalty-wise, giving them more opportunities. But once our guys settled in, they played lights out, um, physical all night, which physical and hustle to the ball are something we want to be things that people remember about this defense. And I think they were on display that night. I mean, guys were just getting after Mike, affecting the quarterback, getting after their old line, controlling the line of scrimmage. You know, there were, everything they earned, they earned. They had they had to work for, it, and that's what you want on defense. You don't want anybody to give up anything easy, and our guys made them work for everything. Even two of the balls that they completed in the first quarter were great throws by Mike, great catches, but the coverage was pretty close and tight. Um, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, we, we affected their offensive rhythm, uh, I think, on 25% of the snaps, and that's not including the penalties that we had where we actually did it, where they got a positive out of it. 25% of their snaps were affected by our defensive front seven. I think in the fourth quarter there was one point, I think it was like four or five straight plays, they got negative yards on it. Right? Yeah, it, it was incredible. I mean, uh, I think it was four straight drives. Yeah, you're right that they had negative plays, negative yardage plays, and you're still talking about a game that was within reach. It's mm-hmm. a two-score game in the fourth quarter, and you know to be able to do that and close games out that way, 
pretty phenomenal. It was a great effort. Um, obviously, they've they've set the ball pretty bar pretty high. I think getting after quarterbacks the first two weeks and um, you know controlling the line of scrimmage, like I say, and just the, the the way they play. It's exciting to watch. They 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 really test offenses metal. They really make them show up and play physical football against them. Um, and there's just a never say die on any play. And they hustle, like I said, to the ball like nothing like you should and it's something that's been preached since day one by Lolly and the staff and the guys have bought in completely to that uh, obviously Larry leading it on the defensive side and I mean it's it's fun fun to watch nobody uh, nobody tipped their hat there they didn't mind tipping their hat all week long you ask a player like what's the key pressure you got to pressure my credit you got to pressure you got to pressure he came out sack him on the first play and the pressure never stopped from there on in and you know the Lions even they knew it was coming, but they still couldn't stop it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you're going to get tired of hearing that from our defense, but I think that's what, I mean, yeah. every defense will tell you if you get pressure on a quarterback, you get, and it's not pressure, it's affecting a quarterback. So you can affect them either by dip, mixing up your coverages, dropping people in different spots, showing pressure, dropping, or just bringing everything and doing it in different ways. And I think anytime you're affecting a quarterback's psyche or his mind or his body, you know, just you know, touching him. You can run by and touch him after he throws, and that affects him. So, you know, it, it was good to be able to do that, and I think that's obviously something that's a goal every week uh, is to be able to do that. It's very difficult to do, but that's definitely one of the goals. Uh, I've watched Mike Riley play for six years. You watched him for three years, I guess, and a lot on tape. I've never seen him get that frustrated. Like, you guys got under his skin. He was upset. He, he took a couple swings at guys. He was pushing guys. It just seemed to really get to him, which is really uncharacteristic for him. Well, I think, you know, again, you know, I don't think it was near at all intentional what our guys were doing. Our guys were playing hard and getting after him, and Mike's tough, and they know that, and they know it's going to be hard to bring him down when he's in the pocket. So when he's moving and he's not giving up on any play and he's ducking and doing things and our guys are coming in wild and crazy and trying to get to him, you know, the hands to the head, the knocking him into the face, all those things that are illegal in our league that our guys were doing, it, again, it's not malicious. It's not something they, they were doing on purpose. It's just happened to be as they're coming by, you know, they're not as sound in their technique. And, you know, I think that's what was frustrating Mike more than anything is, is those types of plays. It wasn't necessarily the pressure probably and getting hit. Um, I think he's proven that he's pretty resilient and pretty easy to go with that. But when you're getting penalties called on it or they're having to challenge plays and getting them overturned, I think that always leads into some frustration. And uh, like I said, our guys were just going to come all night. It didn't matter. Um, and so I think our guys were getting frustrated too that with the lack of discipline and, and the lack of being able to finish those plays because they were getting in finishes, but they, you know, they were getting called for penalties or they were slapping them as they were going by and he was making plays. So, you know, we just we have to be better in that department. But overall, I can see the frustration. You know, you're not making the plays you're accustomed to making. And again, we were getting called for flags too when it was happening. You use the phrase faceless opponents all week long. Um, I don't know. I, it's human nature, I think, to a certain extent. Do you think there was a little extra juice, especially in your defense because there were so many former? Uh, when you think about it, a lot of those guys in defense didn't, weren't teammates with the guys who are coming back but do you think there's a little extra juice because well, of I, I, I mean as much as we like to say that I mean people are human and there is emotion and there's emotion in football we play a very violent sport and we coach a violent sport um, you know everything you do on that field is is that way I mean it's fast it's physical every single game every single play is that way um, so when you add the element of people involved that you had relationships with that chose to go other places and they come back to compete against you, you want to prove that you're better and that you have a better team. 
and all those things. So that's just human nature. But the fact of the matter is our guys are very locked into each other and playing for themselves. And that's why I say it's a faceless opponent because really it's all about us. We talked about this year. It's 2019 Eskimos and our organization is what's most important. It's not the other team. So we know what they're about. We talk about it all week. We have a meeting every day two to go over what we're going against and who we're going against but after that we could care less we're more focused on ourselves doing the daily work and daily grind that we need to do to be ready to play process not the prize does the result in this game uh prove that point out and maybe turn the page and everything and i don't know if you need closure i know the inside the dressing room you don't need closure but maybe fans and everything else does it kind of put everything to rest now do you think i think so i mean uh, let's, let's put it the way. Everybody remembers the first time of anything. I mean, anytime you do something for the first mm-hmm. time, I mean, Tavon Smith had his first touchdown catch as a Eskimo. He's going to remember that probably that moment his whole life. I mean, you should. It's a big deal. Um, your first time coming back to play your opponent that you played with and won great cups with and we're here for six years. For Mike, I'm sure it's a big deal for him. Um, it's out of the way now, his old hat. But that first time you come back, It'll be memorable. It's it's going to be memorable. But, you know, so I think that's – and it, it should be. I mean, you're talking about an, an ex-MOP, an ex-Grey Cup player coming back to his former team. It, it is a big deal in the CFL, and I think people should should be right to say that. And it is memorable, but obviously we made it more memorable by winning it and doing it in the things that we did. What was your situation like when you came back for the first time? Um, I think we played uh, – that was 2006. And we were still in the playoff race, even though we'd only won a few games. That's just how the East was that year. We beat – I think we played Edmonton back-to-back um, late in the year, and we beat them at home uh, in Hamilton, and then we came here and we won, um, you know, and, and beat Edmonton my first time being back in Commonwealth. And it was a big deal to me. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I think we had a bye after that, so I got to stay home. Um, and sleep in my own bed for the first time in a few months, and uh, I think went hunting as well. So I had a very memorable week, you know, beating Edmonton twice and doing it for the first time in Commonwealth felt very good. The one stat I want to bring up, and you've heard it, and I, to me it's just a phenomenal number. From that point when they made it, uh, the Lions made it 17-3. From that point on in the second quarter, uh, the rest of the game, they had minus two in total offense. That like, Have you ever seen that kind of a number before in a game? Uh, no, I, I don't know if I can say that I have. I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable on a defense to be able to hold an offense for three quarters to minus two, or whatever it was, two quarters even. A half of football to minus yeah. two in the CFL is very difficult to do. Um, you know, obviously the pressure, the things that we were doing in the back end, all those things, and just probably a lack of execution on their end, whether it was identifying things or recognizing what we were doing and feeling confident with the throws or the catches or whatever. But I do give our guys a lot of credit. I think they, like I said, I think Lolly and the staff put together a great game plan. Our guys executed it very, very well, um, and and played fast and played for each other. And um, obviously, after the first quarter, you know, I know Larry had a talk with the defense on the sidelines. It, being the leader he is, obviously they listened. Um, and I think we've talked about it a lot. We've hurt ourselves the last two weeks, you know, with those penalties. And had we, you know, you'd like to be more disciplined. And you'd like to think that if you are more disciplined, it's going to create the op- more opportunities for you to win these games. Not to say easier, just more opportunities to make more plays um, and that kind of thing. So I think that's what our focus needs to be is just, you know, coming together, uh, working on those little technique things, obviously uh, controlling our composure. The, in this game, we had a couple things that, you know, we could have done better as far as that's concerned. And then ultimately, it's early in the year. We've only played four games in a month and a half. I mean, we're going to be better as the season goes on. Um, 
you know, and that's the goal. You mentioned Larry Dean talking to the defense. Uh, we never got to see him play in the preseason. Uh, through two regular season games, he pretty much appears to be as advertised. There's no question. I watched. We watched him from day one in training camp. Um, lead this defense hustles of the ball all the things we talk about on our defense he emulates and when that's your leader doing that he was voted a team captain he was here for a week and a half didn't play in any preseason games and gets voted a team captain that should tell you something about the man uh, we knew that coming in talking to Orlando Steinauer about the kind of guy he was what kind of guy we were getting he said you've got a guy that was one of our locker room guys that does it the right way. So that's what we were excited about. Then you watch him on the field and the way he hustles, the way he plays, the way he lines up people, the confidence he brings on each play, on each series, you know, it's contagious. And it's something that, you know, you want from your leader on defense. And you talk about stepping in and being voted. That's tough to do when you're coming from someone else's team, especially when you're stepping in for a future Hall of Famer possibly in J.C. Sherrod as well, who obviously had command of the dressing room. There's no question. I mean, that show tells you something about the man that, that took that job over. And uh, he does it the right way. He does it the Eskimo way. And he's been here for a month. He gets it. And I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that will forever leave his mark here. And I think a lot of guys that play behind him right now are going to learn from him. And we're going to be a very good linebacking team because of him for the future. All right, let's talk about another linebacker. Uh, I've been so uh, impressed with Vontae Diggs. Uh, he's a guy, he just makes plays. Yep, no, he's uh, he's been doing it again, same thing. Since we saw him in minicamp down in Florida, you know, the way he, way he moves, the way he does things, um, training camp early, being able to see those same things, making plays in training camp, obviously through the preseason game, starting and playing. He played a lot of football, and we were excited about him. Um, I think he's done nothing but just get better each rep he's in. I think he's going to continue to be one of those guys that gets better as the season progresses as well. Um, he's a he's a good pro. I mean, he's smart. He understands what we're doing. He he puts the time and effort in, and it's paying off for sure. The way he's playing, did that weigh into the decision that was made with Corey Jones to release him? And, yeah, I and mean, how difficult a decision it's, was it's, it sucks. I mean, I I'll put it bluntly because I I really love Corey. I mean, um, he's an Eskimo. I mean, when you when you look up that word and you you know what it means to us as an organization and us as coaches and players, what we look for in players, Corey epitomizes that. Um, so it's never easy to move on from a vet like him who's given everything. And, and we've won games, a lot of games, with Corey playing and starting for us at linebacker. So that should tell you the confidence that we have in Walton and the confidence we have in Vontae and the confidence when Jovan gets back, what we're going to be like as a linebacking crew. So um, it's never easy to move on from a vet. But when you have two young guys in the stable and you have a third young guy who's really the guy that we expected to play, getting healthy, it's it that's the reason uh, and that's the reason alone because it's not because of his play or anything like that decisions like that are always tough for sure uh, this is the Eskimos coaches show with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss brought to you by Jiffy Lube we'll take a break be back with more right after this on 630 Chet the Eskimos coaches show with Moss and Morley brought to you by Jiffy Lube where you can earn a $100 travel credit JiffyLubeService.ca on Eskimos radio 630 Chet uh, back with the coach, 7.52 on 6.30. Chad, we're here to the top of the clock. Eskimos uh, winners over the BC Lions, 39-23 on Friday night. Thursday, they'll be in Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers. We've got it for you here. 6.30 is kickoff. 5 o'clock is the pregame show on 6.30. Chad, uh, coach, let's talk about penalties. Um, 
obviously too many. Um, the numbers over the first two games, 26 penalties, 283 yards. Uh, where are you at with your thought process on that? I know you, you worked hard to get it under control last year and did in the second half. What did you learn from that, and how do you get it under control this year? You know, it's it's a pro. What I've learned, it's a process. I'll, I'll just put it bluntly. Um, you know, whether you coach it hard, you have buy-in from your players, you find players, you do different things to them. At the end of the day, it's on all of us, and we do everything we can. I can assure you to try to get this turned around, or to try to make it how important this is um, that we do. Um, and basically this week I got to the point with the players I said you're going to figure this out we, we've done a lot as coaches we have the uh, penalty board we have keys to victory uh, we have groups that find people for different penalties we have all those things but ultimately maybe it's something like what Larry did on the sidelines and pulled guys aside and said enough is enough and maybe that's what it takes is the leaders in our locker room, the guys in our locker room to understand that it's on all of us to get it better. We do push-ups in practice after every penalty, after any procedure. So they, they get a, a negative response to anything they do generally. And in games, it generally hurts you. So, but you have to overcome it as well. And that's more of the mindset that I want them to understand is we, we talk a lot about it. You make it harder on yourself to win ball games, but we expect to win. So let's look at this as we are all in this together we need to get to find a solution let's work towards solutions but ultimately i think it got it kind of gets to the point too where you overthink things and that's maybe all you're thinking about is negative influences too so last year i heard someone tell me that last year when we got it under control we lost a lot of games Mm -hmm. too when we were free willing with penalties and having 15 we were winning games so does it really equate to winning and losing I think discipline equates to winning and losing. I think doing your job and I think process, not prize. And I think coming to work every day with a certain mindset and doing all the little things right, I think is more important than anything. You are going to have penalties in football. It's a it's a played by human beings. They're going to make mistakes. It's really how you overcome those mistakes and how you do when adversity really hits. And I think we've done a tremendous job of that over the years that I've been here. But I'd like to see it get better. But, you know, it's a work in progress right now. And I know this for a fact. Beginning of the year, there's more penalties called than at the end of the year, it seems like, in the CFL. So for some reason, that happens. So it's either our preseason's very short and our guys don't get, get in the groove until a little bit later. Or what happens? I don't know, but I just know this: it, it, it's a general process. We're working hard to 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 get better at it as a group, but ultimately, we still expect to win games, and that's the thing. You got to deal with the adverse problem when it happens, but you got to deal with it positively and move on to the next play. And I think our guys do a tremendous job of doing that. Uh, you said it. There's going to be penalties. Do you have a, an over/under number? Do you say this is a good game or? To be honest with you, we want to lead the league in the least amount of turnovers. Mm -hmm. So whatever the average is per game that leads it, the last couple of years, I think Calgary and Winnipeg have been around four or five a game. That's what we – I mean – if you look at the best over the last three years, I think they've been it. And again, it's I think it's between four and seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. If you're between four and seven a game, you're probably one of the best in the league at it. And so, you know, we've hovered around that for six games last year at the end of the year. And I don't think we won too many of those games, yeah. or nine. So at the end of the day, again, it's really how you deal with adverse situations when you put yourself into it, that you care enough to work towards a solution. But at the end of the day, it's played by humans. We gotta get better. 
we work on things. We, we, we've been trying everything. And again, I think our players are going to figure it out. And we're going to work hard as coaches t- to help them with that. Winnipeg Thursday, clearly your toughest test so far in a young season. They're a good football team. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're a great organization. I think they're a lot like what we are built on. You know, they got great management. Um, they, they've got a great organization from top to bottom. I, I personally know their head coach. I love their head coach. Uh, he's a great person, a uh, great head coach. Uh, he gets his guys ready to play every week. They're tough on all three phases. They play you tough the whole game. They got a great facility and uh, fan base and they're tough to play at home and uh, you know it'll be a heck of a ball game for us to go in there they have a bye week so they're going to be well rested and ready to play they're playing their home opener but we've given our guys a lot of rest this week uh, so that physically our guys feel 100% just like they will and then we'll go out there and, and give it our best and we expect to go in there and beat them and that's at the end of the day that's when we play Edmonton Eskimo football and you're a part of this organization you expect great results and you know with, with what we're doing right now on a day-to-day basis looking forward to tomorrow but ultimately at the end of the week we're looking forward to the game there you go that's our commercial for the broadcast uh, it starts at five o'clock with the pregame show Six thirty kickoff Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers coach thanks for this uh, congrats so far and good luck on Thursday appreciate it thank you my name is Morley Scott that's the Eskimos coaching show have a great night everybody